Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. It's great to have all of our listeners with us again today and to be with you to open up God's Word and dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and thereby have our faith stay strong and even grow stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We're thankful for all of our listeners. If you're listening for the very first time, our prayer for you is that you will quickly come to realize that the name of the program, Search the Scriptures, is also what we do on this program. We dig deep into God's Word. We search the Scriptures. We look at them in detail. And we try to explain them in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. We want to help people get to heaven. God's Word is key to our faith growing, as we have always said in Romans 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And so the more we can get into God's Word, then naturally the more our faith ought to grow stronger and stronger. And as our faith grows stronger, we ought to naturally be wanting to come closer and closer to God. And our prayer is that ultimately you will come to the point, if you've not done so yet, you'll come to the point where you want to come all the way to God, His way, through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Him openly as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and surrendering to Him in the waters of baptism, being immersed, buried with your Lord in baptism for the remission of your sins. That's our prayer for everybody and for you. We want to help you along that line. If you would like to study God's Word on your own, in the privacy of your own home, we'll tell you how to contact us at the end of the program today. And you can do that and ask us for a free Bible study, and we will send it to you, and it will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven. We also want to encourage you to utilize our website, churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. You can scroll down the home page to our podcast button, click on that, and sign up for our podcasting. Now again, it is free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive to your smart device, smartphone, computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whichever one you choose, you'll receive Search the Scriptures, Monday through Friday, automatic. You'll also receive a great daily, seven-day-a-week, about a 13-minute Bible study that you can use to get into God's Word every day for just a few minutes, but it keeps you in God's Word. Maybe listen on the way to work in the morning or on the way home from work in the evening or during a lunch break or some break from your chores during the day. But just short, but it gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to stay in touch with our Creator and also keep focused on our souls, our salvation. It also helps us to have a more spiritual outlook on life each day to be able to deal with whatever that day throws at us. Now that short daily Bible study is called Today's Bible Class. You'll also receive all of our sermons, and those are now being posted in video format as well as audio format, and a Sunday morning Bible class and a Wednesday night Bible class. And at our website, you can also access hundreds of sermons in our archives and also hundreds of 
scripture, scripturally based and, and spiritually focused articles that you can download and read and study through on your own. Again, all of that is free. We'll tell you how to contact us at the end of the program today. But you can also contact us through our website. Just click on the email link and you can contact us that way. Now, we're going to get back into our study today. But also, we encourage you to tell everybody you can about the program and also about our website. Help other people in your life get their lives turned around and ultimately get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. We've been studying about God, about the existence of God, and not only why it's a good idea to believe in God, but really the evidence for God, for his existence, is compelling. There really is no alternative to believing in God if we want to simply consider that matter from a logical and fact-based line of reasoning. Now, we've broken this particular study into what ultimately will be five sections. We talked about God from the perspective of morality. For morality to exist, there has to be a basic moral law giver. And that moral law giver has to be absolutely moral himself. So that rules out mankind because we struggle with morality. And we also struggle with a, a kind of a regular fundamental basis for morality. Because just left on our own, to our own feelings, we're all over the place. And we change with the wind. But God is the moral lawgiver. He is always moral, absolutely, and there is nothing immoral about his character. Well, the second section, or another section that we looked at, deals with, similarly, goodness. What is goodness without God? The ultimate definition of goodness is G-O-D, God. Again, left to our own devices and reasoning and feelings, which is where a lot of people are and, and when it comes to understanding goodness, what feels good to me, what do I think is good? Well, again, we're all over the place. One individual thinks this, another individual thinks that, and then we change again with the wind. But God is absolutely, totally good, righteous all the time, through and through. And so we can hang our hats on goodness that he communicates to us through his word as always being good. We also talked about Bible facts. Bible facts that were written down thousands of years ago in ancient times by writers who wrote things down that were not the understanding of mankind or humanity at that time, such as the earth is round. God hung the earth on nothing, and, and on and on. We looked at a whole host of these facts that are listed in ancient scripture by writers who lived during a time when those facts were not known by humanity. In fact, it took us thousands of years to learn those things. But they were written down way back then. How did those writers know those things? God. 
Remember the Apostle Paul said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. More literally, all scripture is God-breathed. The understanding being it is God's very word. God is all-knowing. And so he guided through the Holy Spirit those writers to write his very word. And in a number of cases, they were writing things down that were unknown to mankind at the time they were writing them down. It took us thousands of years to learn those matters, those points of fact that now we see, oh yeah, the whoa, that's right. How, how did they know that way back then? Those particular writers, God, God. In this particular section, we're talking about, we're getting into the more technical uh, line of reasoning here, but again, we're looking at it from a logical perspective. We're talking about the reality of design in the universe, in our world, even within physical life. There's obvious design, and design requires an intelligence behind the design. So intelligent design requires an intelligent designer. And we've emphasized the point that chaos never produces order. Now, you have a lot of people out there who are supposedly reasoning in their minds from a scientific perspective, and they want you to think that somehow out of chaos came the order that we see around us all through the universe. That's nonsense. That's unscientific. It's absurd. Chaos never produces order. Now, order can be neglected and ultimately devolve into chaos, such as we can look at, and I use the illustration, how many times have we driven through the countryside? We've driven by a farm, and we see on that farm an old barn that 50 or 80 years ago, that barn was built by that farmer, or maybe by some construction company, or maybe just by a whole bunch of his neighbors coming together and working with him, and they, they raised that barn. And you can see obvious design there. And so it was a good functioning structure at that time. But over the years, it ceased to be, use, to be used, and uh, the farmer just let it kind of, you know, left it at the mercy of the elements, and you've, we've, we've seen that barn is now caving in. The roof has fallen in, there's holes in the walls, and the barn is just kind of decaying in and, 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 and uh, settling in on itself. It's, it's becoming destroyed. Well, it used to be order there, but through neglect, it's becoming chaotic. It's becoming unusable. Now, that can happen, but chaos never produces order. And we've talked about how the Hebrews writer said in Hebrews 3 and verse 4, every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And so we recognize as we drive by that farm in the countryside and we see that barn falling in on itself, decaying through the elements over years of neglect, we see that there used to be order there. There used to be a structure that was functional. Now that meant that meant that somebody came together and built that barn. And there was a design behind the structure that they built. So someone was the intelligent designer of the design by which that barn was built. We see 
houses all around us. We see subdivisions within cities or on the outskirts of cities. We see skyscrapers in big cities. We know those things don't just happen by accident, by random chance. There is design behind those, those buildings, those structures, those houses, those subdivisions, and so on. Well, when we look at the far more intricate design that is obvious through the universe and obvious in our world on which we live, we have to recognize. I mean, it's, it goes without saying. There's design there. God is the designer. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, we think about the universe, and we talked about this. Let me go back through this just quickly. And, and, and I'm not even going to touch on a great many different facts, observable realities within our universe, within physical life on this earth. I'm just going to kind of, oh, just touch the borders, so to speak. We could get into so much more detail. But nobody would suggest that a house could be assembled from nothing by blind chance. Well, then, by the same line of reasoning, there is no way that it would be reasonable to suggest that the universe and this world in which we live within the universe could have just happened to come together in such intricate detail and interdependence by chance, by random chance. The universe, well, there's estimated to be as many as 20 billion light years in diameter. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second, a little bit more than that, but I'm rounding it off. And so approximately 5,880,000,000,000 miles, 800,000,000,000 miles. The estimated, there's estimated to be 1 billion galaxies with 25 sextillion stars in our universe, a billion galaxies. We live on Earth, which is in one of those galaxies, the Milky Way galaxy, estimated to have in itself 100 billion stars and would require 100,000 years traveling at light speed to travel across just our one galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. If you were to map it out, a map scaled at one inch equaling 93 million miles, and that's the distance, again, rounded off between the Earth and the Sun, it would, that, that map would be four miles wide to pinpoint the next nearest star, the Sun being the nearest star to Earth, and so that map at one inch equaling 93 million miles by scale, that map would be four miles wide just to pinpoint the next nearest star. And that map would be 20, 25,000 miles wide just to reach the center of our galaxy. And that's at a scale of one inch equaling 93 million miles. And we're talking about intricate design within the universe. The Earth is, a, it a, is at exactly the right distance from the sun to sustain life as we know it, 10% closer too much heat and radiation. 10% farther, not enough heat. That's design. Why are we just at that exact point in distance from the sun? A little bit closer, too close. 
Too much heat, too much radiation. A little bit farther, not enough heat. We'd freeze. Design. The Earth is a, is the the Earth rotates on its axis at a thousand miles per hour. In other words, we're spinning all the time at a thousand miles per hour at the equator, and that is the right speed to ensure the needed time for growing seasons on the Earth. Amazing, accidental, random chance? No, design, and God is the designer behind the design. At the same time that the Earth is rotating on its axis all the time at 1,000 miles per hour, we're also orbiting around the Sun at 70,000 miles per hour. And in that orbit, 70,000 miles per hour. But we get no sense of the speed, either of the rotation on our axis or of the orbiting around the the Sun at 70,000 miles per hour. And in that orbit, the Earth departs So we're talking about going in a circular orbit around the the sun. But even going at 70,000 miles per hour, the Earth only departs from a straight line so that we'll make that full circle by one-ninth of an inch every 18 miles. Now you talk about intricate design. If the Earth departed by one-eighth of an inch we would come so near to the sun that we would be incinerated. Just an eighth of an inch rather than a ninth of an inch. If the earth departed by one-tenth of an inch rather than one-ninth of an inch, we would be so far from the sun that we would freeze to death. Intricate design. God is the designer, obviously. Humans and animals breathe oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide, while plant life takes in carbon dioxide and gives off oxygen. That's perfect balance. How did that happen? By random chance? No, by God's design. If our atmosphere were much thinner than it is, then we would experience catastrophic devastation from meteorites that are flying through space all the time, entering our atmosphere, and almost all of them burning up, as they do. But if our atmosphere was just a little bit thinner, then we would experience catastrophic devastation from those meteorites striking the Earth with greater frequency and greater force. Why is our atmosphere such as it is? Design, obviously. Now there's obvious extensive, intricate design in the universe. It's logically and scientifically absurd to suggest that all of these factors and many more came together accidentally by mere chance. And again, I'm just really hitting the periphery. We could get into such more intricate detail. Now, either there either all of these factors are in place, and we've just looked at a small sampling of them by design, or else they just all happen by random chance. And that's the only alternative view. All of these different details that are necessary for the interfunctioning of the universe, and especially for life on our planet, Earth, Either all of those intricate details are there by design, 
And God being the intelligent designer behind an intelligent design, or else all of these factors just somehow came together on their own by random accident. And we're not talking about a random accident. We're talking about a whole long series of random accidents. Sir Isaac Newton, famous mathematician and scientist, strongly believed in God. Hmm. A lot of our, oh, to some degree, maybe pseudo-scientists today, they need to take a lesson from Sir Isaac Newton. He strongly believed in God. He commissioned a carpenter to design and build a scale model of the solar system. He displayed it on a table in his home. He had a friend who was an atheist. His friend came by one day after he had picked up that scale model of the universe, and he had set it on his table, and his atheist friend came by. He noticed it and admired it. And he asked Sir Isaac Newton, his friend, who made that? And Newton said, nobody. It just appeared. Well, his friend probably thought he was pulling his leg. So he asked him again, who made that? Nobody. It just appeared. Well, the question and the answer probably went back and forth probably another time or two. And his friend became rather perturbed with Sir Isaac. And Newton responded that if this atheist friend could recognize obvious design in that crude wooden model of the universe, then, or of the solar system, then how could he not recognize the obvious design in the much more intricate universe? It's a question that really begs an answer, doesn't it? In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The rest of that chapter chronicles how God created, designed all that we see around us in an orderly fashion. Now next time, as we conclude this section of our study, we're going to look at some scriptures that simply support that understanding and that reality that God designed and created all that we see around us in this world and in the universe. Be sure to listen next time. Let's pray. Father, we give you all the glory, the honor, the praise, and the thanks, the recognition that you are God, that you are totally, absolutely moral and good, and that you are the source of all of the knowledge that is communicated to us through the scriptures, but also all true knowledge comes from you about all matters. Help us to recognize the truth of your word and to obey it, Father, and to be comforted by it. Please forgive us, gracious Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.